Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Happy Hour Network. This is the play-by-play podcast hosted by myself, Jack McFarlane, and Nicholas Schlemmer. How's it going, guys? And I just kind of wanted to start off here really strong with a huge thank you to all of the past guests that we've had on the show. Um, Everything has been great. Me and Jack have really enjoyed it, and I just wanted to give a huge shout-out to them, and thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you guys very much. It's been a blast, and if anyone out there is listening, wants to come on the show, please feel free to reach out to Karen Steed or the play-by-play one at gmail.com. With that out of the way, I say we get right into it, and we're going to start off today with some sports talk. Yeah, so I'm really excited. I kind of want to start off the sports talk with the recent Super Bowl, maybe even the commercials or anything that stuck out to you. Uh, go ahead with that. What was your? Let's start with commercials. What was your favorite commercial that you saw? All right, favorite commercial. There's a couple. I thought they were actually pretty good this year. I've seen people were kind of dogging on them. I liked them. I liked the TurboTax. Come here. Don't do your taxes with the guy dancing. Out by the the fountain or whatever it was, that one, that one just made me happy. I loved yeah. that one. What what did what was your favorite commercial? Yeah, so I was I, I'm kind of on the side of I didn't like many of them. Like mm-hmm. I didn't see the Budweiser, the Clydesdales, anything like oh, that. No, no, I was, that was really looking there. forward to those. But I will say the Tubi commercial. Oh no, that controversy. That, <laughs> yes, that commercial got me to yell at the TV. I'm sure it happened to lots of people, but I thought that somebody changed the channel. Yeah, and it was that brilliant. one made me blow up. Yes, it was brilliant. I love that. It's got to be my favorite. Yeah, I think another strong one was the uh, Coors Light or Miller Light commercial, and then nope, it's a Blue Moon it commercial. Blue that was yeah. a, that was. I think that's going to be a classic. But the Tubi. The controversy. I saw some videos of people like throwing couches up in the air looking for the remote. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, that that commercial was just amazing. And then just moving on to Super Bowl. Chiefs overcome the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. There you go, the Eagles, <laughs> yes. I know, they're pretty forgettable. Watch out, Philly fans. Um, no, from episode one, I said it here first. It was, I don't know, was it week one, week two of the NFL season? My best bet, totally cash, Chiefs all the way. I called it. So You, you did call it. I had the Rams. That did not turn out well. <laughs> no, uh, it did but not. You should have put a bet on down for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. That would have been amazing. But what were some key takeaways from the game that you saw? Some highlights, maybe some bad plays? What do you... So, yeah, I mean, I have a pretty big football background, so when I watch a game, I'm... I like to almost analyze it a little bit, which can ruin the fun sometimes, to be honest. But, I mean, both sides of the ball. It was a high-scoring game, but I think both defenses had some big big stops in both offenses. But when I think of, like, biggest plays, I think of the huge punt return by Kadarius Toney for 65 yards. Mm-hmm. I think of both the little... Uh, it was Kadarius Toney's receiving touchdown in Sky Moore. All of these are for the Chiefs. I'm a pretty big Chiefs fan. But where they would motion in and the defense would lose communication and just wide open touchdown. Everyone's seen it. Yep. It's why the Chiefs won. And then Patrick Mahomes just playing like a machine. I don't even think that guy's human. I mean, yep. absolutely it destroys his ankle once again on, I think it was a sack or throwing the ball away. Yeah. Um, he had to make a really big yeah. running play on yeah. the ankle, and you could visibly see him yes. limping trying to run down the field. Yeah, I mean, and still came up crazy. with a good 20-yard run on it. Yeah, I think I think what Patrick Mahomes could do, I mean, he didn't have the most yards, but he also had the ball very little, especially in the first half compared to the Eagles. They bled the clock. Yeah, I was going to say, the one way to beat Patrick Mahomes, don't let him have the football. Exactly. The Eagles. Exactly. I believe it was at halftime, the Eagles had double the amount of time with the ball than the than the Chiefs. Yeah. Which, I mean, and Patrick Mahomes still came out and played a great game. Uh, 
and it was it was just insane. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean it truly was one of the best Super Bowls we've had in a long time. I I, I think it was better than Rams, Bengals. I think it was better than Tampa and Chiefs. I'm. It's probably the most fun I've had watching a Super Bowl since. I mean the Niners and the Ravens when the power went out. Like I mean this was a good Super Bowl. I think we were all blessed to to get a high scoring close game. I think that's what everybody wanted. Yeah, I believe it ended 38-35. Yeah, 38-35. 38-35. There was a lot of, I'm sure all of y'all have heard about the scripted NFL. Oh, yes. So, I actually did see, I believe it was on Instagram, somebody had basically the full script. The Chiefs win. Mm-hmm. It ended 38-35. Really? Yeah, somebody had the quote-unquote yeah, quote script quote, to the game. NFL script. Is it real? Is it real? Is it not? Personally, I don't think it's possible to script no, an NFL game. No, I don't think. Game. It's not I, like the WWE. And people in the WWE, they, they know it's scripted. That's part of the thing. That's mm-hmm. part of the fun. But it is fun to imagine. I saw one where it was like Eagles win 37 to. 35 and so when it was tied i'm like oh my gosh the eagles are gonna get a safety and they're gonna win this is not gonna this is not happening it's really scripted yeah but yeah it's so much fun to to just think about it and read all on twitter twitter has been blowing up about the nfl script making all these jokes it is awesome mm-hmm. and then i just switching gears here we're moving into mlb preseason spring training cardinals are gonna start up their games here soon oh yeah We've made some pretty big moves. We lost some key players. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a new catcher. That's right. We added a huge key player, though. Yep. Wilson Contreras. Yep. From the from the rivals, oh, from yeah. the Cubs, but that's okay. That's okay. He said he's, he's found a home here in St. Louis, so I'm really excited to see what he can do. And I'm looking forward to MLB. That's one. Yeah, same. I also love the MLB. I'm getting excited. I just saw a clip today of Jordan Walker, who's the top prospect for the Cardinals, and I believe number three in the whole MLB, so he should be. If not starting day one in the MLB, he'll be called up for sure. Just watching him take batting practice. And he hit one dead center over the batter's eye. Like, it was the reporter that uh, wrote about it said it was the farthest home run he's seen all day. And Jordan Walker is maybe 20 years old. He's young. Mm-hmm. And it's just exciting to see the Cardinals have such a bright future ahead of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the MLB. And just going to place an early bet here for the World Series. Oh, okay. I'm going I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'm going to agree. This year. Yeah, I'm going I'm with gonna the Cardinals. Agree. I think they're going to come out just ready to play. Yeah. So. I think the Cardinals are so young and have just enough veteran help. Like, mm-hmm. Wilson Contreras is it's not only big because we had a void at catcher, but he's a veteran, and he's been around the league a long time. We have so many young studs. I think he's going to guide them, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and then talk about the NBA trade deadline. Oh, my God. People were crazy. People were changing teams every two minutes, it seems like. Yeah. But I think the main one we really want to mention is Kevin Durant to the Phoenix oh. Suns. Yeah. And I with mean, Carly, Carly is my sister, Nick's cousin. She is a huge Suns fan. Was just bouncing off the walls, excited <laughs> at 1 a.m. when the trade went through. Yep. Oh, I didn't see it coming. I was not ready. I did not realize the trade deadline was right there, and I look at my phone, and it's like 30 Woj bombs, <laughs> Kevin Durant to the Suns, and then the, the one that got me was like the whole Jay Crowder didn't play for the Suns all year, gets traded to Brooklyn in the Kevin Durant trade, and then traded to Milwaukee like a couple hours later. Yeah. It, it, it was a crazy deadline. It, it kind of blows my mind how you can have... Four different teams, all in one particular mm-hmm. trade. Yeah, like, like those three team, four team. Two guys trades. going here, one guy going here, and it could be anything. Those are those really. I was reading all about them, and I just don't know how do teams even agree to that. How do you get three major teams to agree to a big trade like that? I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, 
And college hoops, we're moving into March Madness. Yes. Here shortly we'll have March Madness. Just a couple more um, conference games for, for every team to play. Just going to give a little shout-out here to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Big, big game last night. Big win over Rutgers. That's right. We've won our last three of four games. Um, we're still not going to make the tournament. Well, well, never say never. Never say never. Maybe in this case but we can. We're, <laughs> not, we're just not that caliber team, but... What are your kind of predictions for March Madness? Who do you have, say, Final Four? Oh, Final Four. Okay, so I don't, I don't know if I have quite a Final Four yet, but they're because I don't know what the seeding's going to really look yeah. like. It's hard to predict that, but mm-hmm. I say a couple teams to definitely look out for. Number one, I, I mean, I think they're ranked three right now, but Purdue. Yeah. I did not see it coming. I don't know if many people saw it coming with Purdue being so dominant this year. Mm-hmm. And then Alabama. Yes. Who would have thought Alabama would be better in basketball than they are in football this year? Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. But. Alabama, the basketball school. Yeah, I think those are two teams to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I'll probably be rooting for Purdue out of the Big Ten. They might Purdue. be the only team to make it, other than maybe Indiana. Yeah, but I think Purdue has got a good shot. Yeah, and I'm kind of thinking. So even though we did just beat them, Rutgers is known for their defense. They mm-hmm. are, I believe, they're ranked number one for their defense in college basketball. Oh yeah, and that's what they live by. So I'm going to kind of go with some upsets on. The defensive side, mm, Rutgers, yeah. moving into even like the sweet, sweet 16 area, I can see them making it far with some just huge defensive plays. But Purdue, Zach Eady, mm-hmm. seven foot three or something like that, yeah, it's hard to stop him. I no, mean, there's... and Purdue has just some sharp shooters as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, hopefully Nebraska makes it in. Maybe not. Probably yeah, not. I don't know. But I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> bet on it. But. Yeah. I wouldn't I mean, place any bets on it. March is a crazy month for basketball. Who knows? March is crazy. That's why they call it March Madness. I know. it is. I think it's the best sports tournament to watch. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's win or go home. Yeah. It's crazy. There have been some huge upsets and a lot of money lost uh, on it in the past couple years for me. Maybe I'm going to turn it around this year, but <laughs> we'll see. It's just a great tournament. Definitely, definitely. And I kind of wanted to change gears here into a look into the future. Now, in this segment, we're going to be talking about AI topics. Um, Jack, do you want to start us off? With yeah, so I think, I mean, just today, the day we're recording, which is February 15th, my, uh, Microsoft has come out with a new, they call it the new Bing. I'm on the wait list for it. I haven't got it yet. But um, basically what it's all about is like Bing is now being run by AI. So how they describe it, it says uh, the new Bing is like having a research assistant, personal planner, and creative planner at your side whenever you search the web. So, I mean, you can search it like normal, ask questions, and it'll pop up mm-hmm. like, like Google does. You pop up all yeah. your websites, everything. But it, it can also go into the separate mode, I believe, where it's like you're texting almost, but it's with an AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, I saw um, like Elon Musk came out uh, today and said that AI is like one of the brightest futures, but also scariest futures that we have. Uh, not just in 2023, but in the next 10 years, because it, it's truly powerful. I mean, it can do a lot of things. It, it is very powerful, and, and we're kind of seeing this. Um, people are beginning to lose the sight of the human touch, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, with AI coming into restaurants, businesses, anything, we're kind of losing that one-on-one personal connection with actual people, because we can just have AIs take your order, mm-hmm. um, AIs do almost everything, check you out, do anything. Um, so it's really interesting to see on what the future can hold for, even just in 2023, what kind of changes we're going to see with mm-hmm. with AI coming coming into the world. 
Yeah, I think uh, a big thing in 2023 is, I believe already being experimented at McDonald's along the restaurant line of things, taking the human touch out of it mm -hmm. um, with, I can't remember exactly where it's at, but they are using an AI drive-through, like checkout. Mm -hmm. So it does the pre-recorded speech like, oh, hi, welcome to McDonald's. And then you tell it, and, and it basically does everything that the drive-through worker would do for you, but, mm -hmm. but it's a computer. It's, yep. it's not real. And there's definitely a mix of views on it. I heard some people that really like it, but a lot of people are like, I just don't trust it yet. I think yeah. that's a big thing with AI is people not trusting it yet. And with, with, AI, with AI, it's all technology. Mm -hmm. Technology is going to have problems. There's mm -hmm. going to be some kind of flaw in the system. So I've seen, like you said, mixed reviews with the AI just completely botching, messing yes. up the order, mm -hmm. not charging them wrong. Um, I've seen a little bit of everything. Uh, but I, then I've also seen, I saw a short clip of, it was a coffee shop, I believe, in New York City. Mm -hmm. The waitress, waiter, was a robot. Like I know a, what you're talking about. Like, not a walking robot, but it was on it had, wheels. Like, some wheels. And... and you could talk to it to have a conversation with it. And then you just paid at it. You just touched its face as it was a screen. Mm -hmm. and, and you paid and ordered that way. And then you just sit down on your table and we'll bring it out to you. Um, but like we said, we're losing that, that, human, that yeah. human factor into it. And I think that's a huge part of it is, you know, maybe it's people not, it's not that they're not trusting the AI. And I don't know, I would like to hear your thoughts on it. But what do you think about losing the human element? I know we've learned a lot this semester about moments of truth, and especially in customer service, which is basically mm -hmm. like every time you go into a restaurant or, or a golf course, in our example, mm -hmm. or a hotel anywhere, you get a moment of truth which tells you, hey, I like this place, I like what they're doing, or no, I'm not going to come back here, this mm -hmm. is wrong. Like, What are your thoughts? How do you think we can like, set up new moments of truth if AI are the workers and you don't have that human experience? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not too sure how that's going to look with AI because, okay, here's what I think. So I'm thinking that take Gen Z as the older generation. I think whenever we're um, in our 40s, 50s, mm -hmm. we're going to be in that stage where AI is now way more advanced than it is now mm -hmm. to where we're not going to like it. But then our kids' okay. as kids okay, or so even our kids, mm -hmm. is gonna, that's going to be what they know. Mm -hmm. They're going to love it. They're going to be used to it. I think we're literally just going to see that trend that we've been seeing with everything every in generation. technology, every mm -hmm. generation. I think that's just going to continue on with um, how we look at AI. Now, AI... Granted, is can be used very well. Mm -hmm. um, it can speed the process up for almost anything. But there's some things I feel like AI just shouldn't be fully yeah. used for. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. I think AI definitely, it, even though it could be used for a million things, it probably shouldn't be used for a million mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that. I like that point. And then, I mean, what are your thoughts on like AI helping in the business world or as a student? I mean. Just before the show, we were doing some research on the AI, and we came across Chat GPT, which is like mm -hmm. right now known as the best kind of AI that you can use on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we had it write an essay about football, six paragraphs, five hundred words, forty seconds, whole essay yep. that is not plagiarized, cannot be tracked. Like you can't just look it up and have it pull up an essay. So your teachers would never know that you didn't mm -hmm. write this. Um, it wrote us a song about podcasting. I mean, it, it can do some incredible things. What do you think is the best benefit of AI in business or educational world? Yeah, so for the educational world specifically, 
I can see this going two ways. I can see it going really well in the sense that it can help you, say, when writing that big essay mm-hmm. and you're just stuck. You're five pages in and you need eight. Yeah. And you could ask it to get that paragraph going for you and who knows, that just might spark something. But then I could also see the flip side of that where students are using like just the whole it. entire thing, just using chat GPT to mm-hmm. write their whole essay when if more and more students keep doing that, we're probably going to see some of the same essays being wrote yeah. and turned see, in potentially, mm-hmm. where then we'll start to see problems. Yeah, no, I did, I did it twice, and it did write two different essays, but I think that brings up a good point. Is there a limit to how much mm-hmm. creativity an AI can do? Yep. Does, it doesn't even know what creativity is. How, mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how, like, especially teachers will try and catch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think during uh, online learning, when we had to go through that, especially in high school, teachers started off, I don't want to say oblivious, but no way to really track cheating. Mm-hmm. And you could cheat in online school very easily, yeah. when, especially in Zoom. Like, that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. I think everyone knows it. And then teachers found the best ways to track cheating. And I wonder if there's a way that's going to be able to do that with like AI essays especially. Because I think that might be the biggest way that students will be able to cheat in the future. Yeah, and something just popped into my head here. Um, popped into my head a lockdown browser. Yeah. I could mm-hmm. potentially see teachers requiring a lockdown browser to write essays to where you, that's, will, yeah. you can't open any more mm-hmm. tabs besides google docs yeah no i mean be a way to combat that yeah yeah i mean i think ai is just got it's almost scary but exciting um i don't know it's just it's going to be crazy to see what happens in the future and i think it'll affect every industry it's not just going to be an education thing it's not just going to be a restaurant thing yeah i mean it's coming for every business uh every industry and I think it's going to be really fascinating to see kind of what happens in 2023. Yep, me as, me as well. So yeah, I think those are some pretty good conversations we just had on AI there. But I think it's time to move it to our third and final segment. Maybe my favorite segment. It's time for game time. <laughs> I'm excited we haven't done a game time in... A couple episodes. Last one. Three or four episodes. Last one was the Kanye president quote or song lyric. Yep. And you did not do too hot. I okay? nope, I failed that exam. Yep. So <laughs> maybe you're looking for a little redemption here. I would chalk it up as I'm a one and I'm undefeated <laughs> in game time. I'm gonna try and keep it that way. Today we got a little bit different of a game for you, Nick. Okay. And feel free to play along at home, tweet at us, tell us how you did, and if you beat Nick, I don't know. <laughs> so I have got some of the most expensive items in the world. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. The first part is I'm gonna give you a base price. For example, fifty thousand. You're gonna tell me if it's higher or lower. If you get that right, you get a point. Okay. Then I'll let you guess the actual price. If you're within a thousand for a cheaper item, yeah. or a hundred thousand for a very expensive item, I'll give you a second point. Okay. okay. Yep, that makes sense. And my goal is to have you get as least points as possible. Okay. I think if you can get, mm, I, I, I'm thinking around ten points. Mm-hmm. Then I'll, I'll chalk it up as a win for okay. you. Okay. All right. So, if you're ready, yep. we'll start with the first item. This is a 6.8 carat Milano diamond engagement ring. That can be found on Amazon. Okay. okay? Yeah. Your base price, $85,000. Okay. 
85. I'm going to go below. You're going to go lower than $85,000. Well, Nick, you're wrong. Uh, you're starting oh. off with no points. Oh, no. <laughs> game time strikes again. But redemption in this game. What? So you now know it's higher than 85000 Yep. What do you think? I'm going to go with 87 and a half. That is not a bad guess. Sadly, it is wrong, and you get no points on the first question here. Now, this diamond ring is $127,000 on Amazon. On Amazon. Oh, wow. On Amazon. These are some expensive <laughs> items. Some All expensive right. items. All okay. right, moving on here. You might know this one a little more. This is a 1955 Topps Roberto Clemente rookie card, PSA 10. So it is in pristine condition. Mm-hmm. $100,000 higher or lower. I'm going to go higher. On higher? That. Yes. And you have got your first point of the game. It is more than $100,000. And just keep in mind, this is, for people that might not know, this is a single baseball card. Yep. What What would you guess the price? I'm going to go 110000 That's not a bad guess. Sadly wrong again on the price. Now, that is a little harder to guess is the yep. price, but yep. it, it is actually $171,000. Wow. For one single baseball card, and it is not the most expensive. I believe the most expensive is thirteen million, something like that. I don't remember million. the exact number. It's an absurd number for a baseball card. But you have got one point. You got one point. You're doing great. All right. All right. Kind of to stay with the baseball theme for this one. This is a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Okay. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Higher or lower? It is definitely higher. Ooh. But sadly, it's definitely lower. It really? is lower than $250,000. Okay. Um, $250,000. Okay, let's go $225,000. You know what? I'm going to give it to you. That is a very close guess. It is $230,000. I think that's close enough on a big number like that. I'm going to give you a point there. So you get the up high or lower wrong, but you move up to two points. <clears throat> Okay, now this is a chess set, but it's not just any chess set. It is made out of 14 karat gold and over 9,000 diamonds. The price, $500,000, higher or lower. I'm going to go with higher. That's right. It is more expensive than half a million dollars for this chess set. What is your guess? I'm thinking that's... Pushing a million. Let's go 900,000. I mean, that's not a bad guess. Honestly, that's probably what I would have guessed. It's a little less. It's at 600,000. Wow. But it's still an absurd amount for a chess set. Do yeah. you even play it? That's the question. Do I have play not it? played chess since <laughs> freshman year of high school. Well, well, here we go. This is your chance <laughs> yeah. to get back into chess. Maybe we'll donate it to Coach G and the chess club, Waterloo yep. High School. 600,000. Yep. Nothing, right? No, nothing. <laughs> All right, now this one intrigued me a lot. It is a magnetic floating bed frame. Hmm. So I guess there's magnets installed on the floor and on the bed frame, and it's just floating. Yeah. It's a floating bed. Yep. 1.8 million, higher or lower? Ooh. I'm going to go lower. I don't, think, I don't think it could be worth that much. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it is lower. You're up to three points. Can you tack on an extra? 1.8. It's probably worth... I wouldn't think it'd be worth over a million, honestly. But I'll just go a million just to stay safe. A million? That That's not a bad guess, but it is higher than a million. It's $1. Really? $1. $1.6 for a floating bed frame. 
Wow. Yeah. But maybe that's to do with the magnets. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it might be a little overpriced. That yeah. might be a hot take. But... <laughs> All right here. How many more do we have? We have six more. <clears throat> All right. And you, you I'm, know I'm, what? You're I'm not shooting, doing bad. I'm you're... shooting for about four more points. Yeah. Let's go okay, with four. That's going to be about seven points. I will take a happy seven. All right. Here we go. This is a simple item found in a not-so-simple area. It's just a parking spot for one year in Manhattan. Oh. Your price, $700,000. You know, I would hate to say this, but that sounds pretty reasonable, so I'm going to go higher. That's right. Okay. That gets your extra point. <laughs> I'm downtown Manhattan. I haven't been there yet, but I can just imagine how expensive that is. Be that will be. Um, 700000 is higher. I'm going to... I'm going to go 900000 Ooh, that, you know, I'm going to give it to you. That is pretty close. Big number. It is worth roughly estimated a million. So I'm going to give you that point. But for one year parking spot, downtown Manhattan. A million. Crazy. A million. Up to five points. That was a big comeback. That is. Could Nick win a game time? <laughs> All right. Now this is an even simpler item than a parking spot. It's just a simple feather of a hoo bird. It's like a black Hoo-ya feather. Bird. Okay. It's just the feather of a bird, really. Is it a rare bird? That sounds rare. It is a rare bird. Yeah. I don't know exactly how rare, but, I mean, it's just one single feather. <clears throat> this isn't all the feathers. Okay. This is one single feather. $5,000. I'm going to go higher. I feel like if it's a near-extinct animal or something like that, there is people are crazy for anything. Yeah. Everybody has their own hobbies. I feel like 5000 that's pretty low. That's that's correct. It is yeah. higher. Do you have a I'm going to go with about 10000 for for that feather. That you hit the nail right on the head. Nick <laughs> with the comeback up to 7 points. I mean, it is valued at $10,000 for a single feather this bird. Wow. Um so yeah, I mean, that was a huge comeback. I almost want to give you bonus points <laughs> for hitting it exactly, but just almost. So I'm not going to. <laughs> All right, we got 3 left. And I got to say, these are some big hitters. <clears throat> this next item is an iPhone 5, but at the time it was very famous. It came out as the Black Diamond iPhone 5. I don't know if you remember seeing it way back in the day. I have, I have not. It's gold-plated. It's got diamonds all over it. Um, it was one of a kind. Okay. Um, $11 million. For an iPhone 5, $11 million, higher or lower. I just feel like everything with Apple is crazy expensive, but I'm going to go lower than 11. Lower? Oh. It was That's going to lose a point. It is higher than $11 million. Keep wow. in mind, iPhone 5, guess your price. If it's higher, I'm going to go $12.5 million. That's pretty close. Not a bad guess, but it is at $15.3 million. Wow. For a single iPhone 5, and we're on iPhone 14 now? Yeah. Yeah, I remember back in the day, it really made a lot of headlines. I mean, it's it's a gold-plated phone that has diamonds in the Apple logo on the, the, the home button, because it still had a home button. <laughs> yep. Crazy. All right, you're at seven points, okay. a possibility to get four more, and you just got to get to ten. Okay. You can do this. Two questions left. <clears throat> now this... It's something maybe you would never even think of, but it's a website domain name, and it's just insure.com. Insure.com. Okay. Your base price, $20 million. Higher or lower? 
I'm going to go higher with how many different insurance companies and different types of insurance there are. I'm going, it's probably significantly higher is my guess. Well, you're going to have to go three for three, Cohen, oh. because it is lower than $20 million. <laughs> Can you, this is an important guess. <clears throat> what do you think? $7 million. Now that guess was far off. Oh. I mean, <laughs> blow up question. <laughs> $16 million for wow. Insure.com is the value of it, which is something I would have never thought of. Insure.com yeah. can't be worth that much. No, it's worth wow. $16 million. $16 million. I guess somebody has that right now. Yeah. Wow. I wish I had that. <laughs> Welcome back to the Insure podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. I'll give you a chance. If you can get the higher, lower right and guess the price right. I'll give you double points, and you'll win the game. So this is for the win. Okay. Okay? It is a simple photograph. So this is not a painting. It is not a piece of art. I guess you could classify it as art for photograph, but it is just a photograph called Rain 2. Um, it's basically a picture of kind of grass and then some water. It's nothing... I don't want to rough some feathers out there if this is your favorite photograph, but it's nothing too spectacular. I just want you to keep that in mind. It's just a photograph. Okay. Five million dollars. Five million. I feel like something so simple like that could be like an Apple or a HP like background, like for a computer or like a desktop. Mm. I'm gonna go higher because I think that would be that would fit into that category. It is not higher than $5 million. Could you maybe Man. salvage a little bit and guess the price here? Lower than $5 million. $2 million? That's not a bad guess. It's, it's a little more than $2 million. It's I got you a little bit. It's at $4.3 million, So it was oh, just, under, just, yep. just under $5 million. But I think those were some good guesses. And, you know, for me, I moved to 2-0 and in game time. Hopefully, you guys did a little better, Nick. Maybe had some fun. But maybe next time you'll get me yep, undefeated. Maybe, maybe next time. Maybe I can, I can come back here, per se. But, yeah, let us know how you guys did. We'd love to hear about it. And then I would just like to introduce a little last little segment here that I kind of came up with before the show today. Um, so here recently, I've been all about everything, just inspiration um, and motivation. And I would, I would like to introduce the inspirational quote of the show. I'll say it. We'll just try and talk about it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it's just for everybody out there to, hey, you never know when you might need some motivation, inspiration, and it's never too late. And that is exactly what this quote is about. It is, by, it is from excuse me, George Eliot. It's never too late to be who you could have been. To me, that just hits really hard. Oh, yeah. A lot of people get caught up in the, oh, it's too late. I've waited too long. It's never too late to be who you could have been. Everybody, thank you for tuning in today. It was a great show. Yeah, I mean, this has been the Play-by-Play podcast on the HR Happy Hour Network. We just want to say thank you once again for listening. And, you know, please reach out to us. We really do uh, enjoy reading it and interacting with you guys. Definitely. Thank you very much. And until next time, see you guys. Bye.